Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan filling in today for Boyd Matheson. We are now going to talk about the upcoming January 6th committee holding a very high-profile primetime public hearing tonight. And the question is, what can we expect when the cameras turn on? We have with us now to help answer that question Catherine Falders, an ABC News correspondent based in Washington, D.C. Catherine, thank you for joining the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Catherine, what what do we expect to see tonight? Is this going to be purely political theater uh, or do we expect a lot of substance, uh, high drama? What are you looking for tonight? Yeah, look, I think what committees have described this as is this presentation of their investigation so far. We know that they have been uh, doing this behind closed doors for uh, a year now. They've done over 1,000 videotaped uh, depositions uh, ranging from you know, former President Trump's children to top White House and administration aides. Uh, they have never before seen video of these militia groups that you've heard a lot about, the Proud mm. Boys and the Oath Keepers. They have more than 14,000 hours of video from the Capitol wow. Police, from the various uh, cameras around this complex where I am right now. So it, it, they've said that a lot of this is going to be connecting the dots between all of these different elements of this. It's yeah. going to last about 90 minutes, a little over two hours. So, uh, again, that's what we should expect tonight. Why the choice to air this in prime time? And is that different than other congressional committee hearings? Look, I think there have been some previously in prime time, but I think the calculation here is that, you know, what what we were just talking about a bit, right, that they've done this all behind the scenes, that they think that it's extremely important to show uh, the American people in totality, essentially, what they've uncovered, the new elements of this, putting the pieces together in a way that they believe hasn't been told before. That's the goal uh, and the idea here. Now, what it's also going to do is is present a roadmap, in a way, if you will, for the hearings that are coming up, yeah. right? So we'll, we'll hear, while there will be a focus on militia groups, we'll hear um, about other elements of this as well. Uh, and then in the hearings that are to follow later this month, they'll all have pretty individualized topics. Yeah. It's funny, Catherine, here in our studio here at, uh, at KSL, we have 
live news coverage up on various uh, TV screens in the studio here. And on the Fox News screen, I, I see uh, talk about gas prices. And then, of course, on the uh, CNN, it's all January 6th committee hearing. So that that perhaps is a little bit of an indication as to how this may be covered. Did you get a sense that there's any concern among the public that this is uh, more plain politics than substance? What What is your sense of how the public is responding uh, to this anticipated hearing so far? You know, I'll be curious to even answer your question after the hearing. Sure, sure. Well. Yeah. Look, I think it's I think it's a mixture of everything, and I think a lot of this is unknown, right? It, it's Obviously, Republicans held a press conference today and, and say that this is purely politics. It's a spectacle. I think it's, you know, with with that line of conversation, it's worth reminding viewers that uh, actually Republicans were the ones who voted against a bipartisan panel like that 9-11 style uh, commission, for example. Yeah. Uh, they voted against that. So I think that's what you have on the one hand. Uh, on the other hand, you have uh, members uh, of the public who want to learn more, in my view, want to learn more uh, about what happened. And I think even though this investigation is, is going on up here on Capitol Hill, obviously Capitol Hill, you, you, people could argue is a political body, right? They're Republicans sure. and Democrats. At the same time, though, there's a parallel investigation going on at the Department of Justice. Uh, that's not one that's just going to be over hold hearings in prime time. Uh, I think that that uh, also, you know, they're on similar tracks, but also very different tracks. Yeah, that's an um, important so point. Interesting. Yes. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of both of these things. Yeah. Well, in, in fairness, too, I should point out that the January 6th committee mm-hmm. is a bipartisan uh, committee. There are Republican and Democratic members of Congress on that committee, and uh, they will members of both parties will be participating in the hearing tonight. Uh, Catherine, we also have some news out of Michigan, uh, some new developments mm-hmm. related to January 6th. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, one of the uh, gubernatorial candidates there has been uh, charged in connection with the with the January 6th uh, riot. He was obviously uh, here um, at the Capitol uh, that day. Uh, so there's still uh, investigators. This was obviously the Department of Justice side of the investigation. They're still uh, putting together the pieces of that. And I think, you know, look, while we see that arrest taking place, I think that that even it proves the point more, right, that this investigation on the Department of Justice side is still ongoing. And, and I believe, as we talked about last week, uh, that you've also seen former top Trump aide Peter Navarro um, also be indicted by the Justice Department for defying uh, the congressional subpoena for him to produce documents to this committee and to testify. So lots still going on um, in, in the investigation uh, is not slowing down. We are speaking with ABC News correspondent uh, Catherine Falders. Uh, Catherine is based in Washington, D.C., and we are discussing tonight's high-profile primetime January 6th committee hearing. Catherine, we really appreciate your insight into this. And, and I want to ask you one more question that I, I realize might be difficult to answer, but I really am interested in, in your perspective here. And my question is this. Do you think people are going to care about what happens at this hearing tonight? I think that it depends. On the one hand, you know, some people maybe have not been following it as closely and are 
perhaps anxiously wanting to know what the committee has uncovered, what they've uncovered that is so new. Um, I will say that talking to sources on the committee, um, that is a challenge, presenting this information in a way that is not only easily digestible to the American public to show what happened on that day and show what is new, but making sure that it's presented in a way that is effective um, to the American people. So yeah. I think maybe too early to to predict that, but definitely after this hearing is over, I think we will get some indication about how it resonated um, with the American people. Yeah. Catherine Fathers, ABC News correspondent in Washington, D.C., we thank you for your time and for your perspective. And uh, we certainly look forward to hoping, hopefully having you back on the show after this hearing uh, to, to regroup and, and get a sense of, uh, of what transpired and, and how it has impacted uh, perception and opinions among voters. So thank you so much for your time today, Catherine. Thank you. This tonight, this hearing of the January 6th committee tonight, I, I think is so important. I, I I believe that the January, the incident of January 6th, um, you know, the, the riot uh, at the Capitol, it has been politicized in so many ways. I, I think it is so important uh, for Congress and for this committee to get this right to, to understand what exactly happened, why it happened, to not just point fingers and, and try to place blame uh, for political gain uh, by either side, but rather to to really come to grips uh, with what happened and, and why it happened in our country. Why are uh, cherished institutions uh, here in our republic are essentially under attack in, in so many ways? This is so critical and and such a key time in our nation's history that we we get this right and that we're willing to look at this with with fresh eyes and not come to this from our corners and and with our biases, but rather to to try to come away better informed and and perhaps uh, being willing to change our approach and and change the way we, we talk about Uh, politics in our country. So stay with us here on Inside Sources. Coming up, uh, we are going to talk about President Biden's recent appearance on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. In fact, it was just last night. Now, we may play some politics with this, but I think it will be fun. We'll get into it. Stay with us here on Inside Sources. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.